This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. I'm a little salty. I found out that our good friends on Unsportsmanlike, for them to talk about having a Super Bowl party and who they'd want to hang out with, and we weren't even considered, not even like in the top three. Yeah, or even if it was one of us. That's cold-blooded, man. I, you know, I thought I thought we was better than that. We just won't invite them to our party. Boom. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Sorry, Q Myers, Emma Golden. We're having a party here in Bristol. Hello. You ain't here. Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are live at Vegas East. That's what they've been <laughs> calling said, said it. Said no one ever. No, that's said what no, said that is, no one ever. I thought that Vegas was? East was Miami. Correct. That's what I thought Correct. Vegas East was. Nobody ever mistaked Miami for Bristol, Connecticut. I can confirm yeah, that exactly. has never no, happened. Nobody's ever called it Vegas. Bristol East. I thought that's Vegas what I was East. given yesterday in some of the promos. I love being Let in Bristol. Let me tell you what Bristol is not giving. Vegas. It's okay. not giving that at all. I'm at big, all. I'm big Bristol guy. I'm seeing everybody's IG stories and TikToks from Las Vegas, getting there for Super Week, and it's just, Vegas is going up. Vegas is going on. People it's, are it's, going it's to be feeling some yeah. pain oh, in yeah, a couple no days. No question about that it. That are there for the Super Bowl. Well, we are here in Bristol, Connecticut. Happy to be here. We're with our entire crew, which is awesome. Um, and when I say awesome, I mean uh, Nuno did not say hello to me. I walked in and he just played sound loudly. As soon as I walked in the studio, it was just he and I. Pat, I had an awkward handshake with. Javante, I had an awkward hug with and everything. Nuno? It literally playing a piece. Of, I walk in. He's like, oh, no, he's here. Playing a piece of audio and raising the volume. I'm like, hi, I'm here. I'm right now. He could care less. CeCe walks in, hug. Smalls walks in, hug. Me, sound loud. Well, wow. no, they walked in and said hello. I said hi. Eh, no, you you said, oh, that was loud. And then, it, then we started, I don't even know the conversation we started having. But, like, yeah, I was focused. I was listening to sound. It was locked so in. So you didn't greet him properly. Yeah, oh, now, of course, he's going to be So he was being passive aggressive. That's also, what's happening. as a Belichick guy, he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He doesn't That's have it. time to say hello to you. He has to produce the biggest and best morning show in all of the radio land. Well, I did my job, too, and I commented on the sound, and then we had a conversation about the sound. I said, what's up to you? And your response was to say nothing and just shake my hand, and then you went, was that weird? <laughs> you know what it is with Pat? I'm, like, pretty tall for, like, an not not next to CeCe, but in general, average everyday guy. Like, I'm six one, right? I rarely interact with people in in media that yeah. are significantly taller than me. Pat's sneaky tall. Okay. How tall are you, Pat? Like six foot. Oh. No, you're definitely taller than me, and I'm six one. But anyway, no. so I'm like looking up. I'm like, wow. I always forget how big he is height wise when I see him. So I was. It was an awkward hello. How did you? You you gave. It was hugs. fine. It was fine with me. But I think in Pat's case, the reason why the hello was awkward because he was drinking a peach vibes Celsius energy drink. Anybody, anytime somebody's drinking a peach vibes drink, it's probably going to be a little Look, awkward in we there. Got, we got good vibes here probably in Vegas. Uh, probably going to be a little awkward in there. Peach, it's, good, it's good vibes. Pe- peach vibes? Trust me, good Celsius vibes. Celsius energy drink? We love Celsius. No, okay. I, I'm not saying we don't. We love Celsius. We love, we Celsius. love Celsius. They're friends of the show. Big time. But I'm just saying, I, I, you know, I don't know that Pat was necessarily on board with the peach vibes this morning. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're more of a kiwi guava guy. It sounds phenomenal. I've never had it before. We'll get, we'll get uh, you I'll investigate. I'll go grab I'm you willing, one. I'm willing to try it. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's By the way, something's here happening here on Twitter, which is great. Why? At Unsports ESPN. 
people are now trying to figure out what Vegas is across the country. In other words, if Vegas is Vegas and Bristol is Vegas East, Hodgepack Sports tweets at us, at on Sports ESPN, is Nashville Middle Vegas. Yeah. Nashville is a time now. Nashville is a time. Wait, so what it cities, time. What cities back in the are yeah. underneath the Vegas umbrella? Nashville, Miami. Like in terms of like the fun umbrella across oh, Houston, the country. Houston. 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 Uh-oh. Is Atlanta? Vegas, is Atlanta? Vegas South? Atlanta. Yeah. What's Vegas Midwest? Vegas Chicago? Midwest. That's a great. No, it's not Chicago. Not St. Louis. I don't know. Some Offense. Sne- some sneaky good times had in the loop. Madison, where I went to college, is very fun. It, you know that, Smalls. You've been there. It's not Madison. It's, it's not <laughs> Madison. <laughs> Madison is a great town. I don't, you love Madison. I love Madison. It is not Las Vegas. It no. is not Central Vegas. So the, is Vegas. there no Central Vegas then? I think it has to be Nashville. No, but that's that's not in the Midwest. Yes, it is. Nashville in the Midwest? It's mid, it's Midwest It's enough. Midwest to Jace. Midwest adjacent. It's Midwest adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Stop. Pull, pull out your map. All right. I'm gonna, I don't have it I on me. I didn't know we were doing geography this morning. <laughs> I'm I, didn't, I didn't know going is down not like in the Midwest. No way. Is I'm it dead. in the central time zone? I don't know. Is it? I think so. I okay. think it is. Actually. Well, but so is. So there are parts of Florida that are in central time zone. Is that in the Midwest? There is. Yeah. Like the, the, the panhandle area. Pensacola? Well, later yeah, on, exactly. Ruin exactly. My argument. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So yep, uh, you can tweet in at on Sports we going down that rabbit hole. No, I'm glad we did. I'm okay. glad we did as we are live right. from Vegas East today in Bristol, Connecticut. All right. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if people know, conversation around the Super Bowl has really <laughs> picked up. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a new thing. And uh, Jeff Saturday, our buddy who joins us every single week, was on um, first take yesterday and had this com- – oh, excuse me, get up yesterday and had this comment about what Brock Purdy can do for Kyle Shanahan. When you think about Brock Purdy, this is this could be his Patrick Mahomes, right, for Andy Reid. And I say it this way. He couldn't get over the hump at Andy Reid. He was 11-13 and 13 before Mahomes comes in. Now, Mahomes takes it and elevates this thing. So if they found their guy, I mean, he went all in on him. Shanahan went all in on Purdy. He's your guy. All of a sudden, you win the Super Bowl. You now become what Andy Reid was six years ago to what Shanahan now is a Super Bowl champion who's gone twice and with two different teams. Are you comparing Brock Purdy to Patrick Mahomes? I just did. And I didn't say as a player, but I said as what could help his coach go from a really good coach to a Hall of Fame coach overnight. Can I quote Jeff Saturday? Yeah. Are you high? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Are you high? You're on that good good. Uh, On that good good. As Jeff would say, he's on that good good. Or as Marcus would say, he's on that yak. All right, so uh, Mike yeah. Tannenbaum and then Greedy after that. He's on that yak. <laughs> and we're not talking about yards after catch. He's on that yak. From Greedy, too, no less. He's on I know the, the takeaway is supposed to be about what Saturday said, but I, all I can focus is on uh, Tannenbaum and Greeny on that one and what they yeah. said. I Okay, w- without overstating it, I do understand what Jeff is saying. In other words, Kyle Shanahan has been an unbelievable coach in the NFL. He coached an MVP in Matt Ryan as an offense coordinator with Atlanta. He coached a team that Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, and they went to the Super Bowl. I think what Jeff is saying is maybe Brock Purdy's the one guy who can help him get over the hump, like Mahomes was the guy that helped Andy Reid get over the hump. The problem is, even me, who loves Purdy, I am very tentative to put Purdy in the same conversation as Mahomes. The only conversation is they're both playing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where I stop on that. But I do understand what Jeff is saying. I don't think Jeff is wrong. I, 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 I know. I know. I, I, what? No, I, I, <laughs> I, that listen, I did not see I, coming. I, I, here's the thing. I do not think Jeff Saturday's wrong. I don't. 
Kyle Shanahan has had a well-earned reputation for blowing big leads in big games, right? We go back to 28-3 when he was the OC for the Atlanta Falcons. We go back to the Super Bowl in 2019 when he's got a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Kyle Shanahan has got to figure out a way to be able to get this done, and sometimes Kyle Shanahan in a big spot will tighten up. Even our very own Joe Fortenbaugh talked about it in terms of taking the Chiefs with the first-half point spread because he felt like Kyle Shanahan in these games – tightens up a little bit, and that forces his teams to play tight early on. Mm -hmm. And so when Vegas handicappers are building that into the math on what they expect to see on Super Bowl Sunday, we have to take that at face value. That is a real thing. It is something that is tangible. And so I think in order for Kyle to shake that, he's going to need Brock Purdy to play out of his mind. Brock Purdy is going to have to have an outer body experience. We keep looking at it as if Kyle Shanahan is going to have to be the one to save Brock Purdy from himself. And it might just be the other way around on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm. It might just be Kyle Shanahan leaning on Brock Purdy to play consistently above the X's and O's in order to put this team in a good spot so they can have success. Because make no mistake about it, this will be a closely contested game. Like the line for this game started out at two. It bounced from one and a half to two and a half throughout the course of the last week and a half. So this is a game that everybody is expecting to be tight. And in tight games, who do you trust more? Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, or Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan? Exactly. I and think so we know that's, the answer. And so exactly. And so I think that's why Brock Purdy is going to have to do something that we're not anticipating seeing a typical first year full time starter doing in the biggest stage that the NFL has to offer. And the NFC Championship game, when he mounted that 17 point comeback, we saw him step up and make those big runs, those big plays that shifted the momentum of the game and allowed the 49ers to ultimately win it. So he's capable of it. He's absolutely mm-hmm. capable of it. And we said this yesterday. Anytime you win a Super Bowl, it's a legacy legacy shifter, yeah. especially for Kyle Shanahan, who right now has that tag of you can get to the big game, but then you'll blow a lead. You can't get the job done. You can't finish it. So if he's able to do it with this team, that's already going to shift his legacy. But if you have Mr. Irrelevant as the guy who gets you there, I think instead of looking at it as Brock Purdy was able to get Kyle Shanahan over the hump, I think retroactively we're going to say, isn't that just more indicative of Kyle Shanahan's greatness that he could take Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy and turn him into a Super Bowl winning quarterback? I think it will impact his legacy, but not necessarily in the way that we think. No, that'll be the narrative. Make no mistake about it. But I'm just saying in terms of what we have to see in the game on Mm -hmm. Sunday, like I think it's going to have to be Brock Purdy being able to go beyond what, what, you know, what we've seen from him in terms of what he's been able to do rather than expecting that Kyle Shanahan is going to be different in this spot. Like, I'm not anticipating it. We got a pretty good sample size on Kyle Shanahan as a coach, whether it's an OC or a head coach. He's been around. He coached in a lot of football games. Like, mm-hmm. we kind of know what he is, and we've seen what he's done in the biggest of moments, which is underwhelmed. I, I mean, you don't trust Kyle Shanahan with the lead – but you don't necessarily trust them to come from behind either, though, even though the last two wins they've done so. I mean, when you put it into context, they played against some trash bag defenses in the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Those those weren't great defenses. And so those teams let the door stay open, and, and Brock Purdy took advantage of it and made the requisite plays that it took to win. But, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, when he goes into the fourth quarter, and I got this this stat from my boy Nick Wright, Kyle Shanahan went down seven or more entering the fourth quarter Lifetime as a head coach, 1-31. in 1-31. So you don't trust him with a lead. You don't trust him playing from behind. 
Like exactly. So I mean, when Not you great. when you when you put those things together, you're saying, okay, Brock Purdy is gonna have to put. I don't want to say put on a cape because he's got a lot of talent around him. Yeah. But Brock Purdy is gonna have to play really, really, really well, and he's gonna have to play above the X's and O's. Kyle Shanahan's not gonna have the perfect play call for every single defense that he sees from Steve Spagnola, but Brock Purdy is gonna have to make his head coach right. That's why I think Jeff Saturday is actually reading this right when he makes the comparison and saying Brock Purdy is going to have to be for Kyle Shanahan what Patrick Mahomes has been for Andy Reid. And here's the other thing. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan doesn't get it done in this spot with this team that he will ever get over the hump with the San Francisco 49ers. I know it sounds crazy because they've been there and they've been flirting with it. But, I mean, people would have said it's crazy for the Buffalo Bills to go to four straight Super Bowls and not win one of them. Like, it feels like the San Francisco 49ers, this core, this team, is tracking in that direction. And this is the moment where it has to be different. They've been favored in every single game this season, including coming up on Sunday. This is the time for the 49ers to get it done. If they don't win the Super Bowl this year, the window is slammed shut. All right, we're going to continue this Brock Purdy conversation because another ESPN radio show took shots at someone on this show. Plus... The Chiefs may have had a, uh, a little bit of a reinforcement show up out of nowhere. We will get to that coming up on Sportsman Like. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. We're live in Bristol. As some have said, Vegas East. We're on Sportsman Like, presented by Progressive Insurance. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Here's what I'll do. I'll get the smoked buffalo wings, have the blue cheese on the side, but then I'll get an order of fries with cheese and bacon on them, and I'll dip it in the ranch. Wait, that sounds amazing. It's but outstanding. One of the weird food joys in my life is when you're eating buffalo wings, and you dip it in the ranch, and the buffalo sauce gets in the ranch. Oh, it's great. Elite. You know, tonight, we're going to the fancy place. There's been a lot of buzz about the ESPN radio dinners, we're not going to the wing place. There, there are fancy places in Bristol? Yeah, oh, I, okay. I think so. Are they? I don't okay. know. I was told we're going to the, like, the nice place, and Carlin versus Joe were mad 
that that they were going to the wing place and we were just going to the nice place. I think okay. I think the place but, we're going to might be outside the Bristol borders. Okay, yeah, yeah I didn't. Think it's it was definitely in the, not in Bristol. But here's <laughs> it's not in the Bristol bubble. But here's the best part: What's our up? dinner will end early, so if you still want wings, we can just bum rush Freddie and uh, Harry and Freddie's dinner and just join them. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. I'm not opposed Go to that. Go to the second location. Yeah, take, take we know where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. Dinner after hours at we're, the wing spot. We ain't paying for it. <laughs> Why not? Jovante, do you know what your girlfriend wants for dinner tonight? <laughs> hey, sounds good. <laughs> Might just get a second order for myself. <laughs> you put, you put the order good. in. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so we're bum-rushing another dinner tonight. Why not? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Why not? Yeah, so we do like the... The pasta and chicken parms and things like that. Mm-hmm. We don't have dessert, right? Mm, we then go to the. Well, you're going to do wings after a dessert? Why not? It's a fourth uh, meal. Yeah, okay. So then we go to the next one. Freddie and Harry are sitting down. Mm. We take their food and lead. leave. Mm. All right, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to take their food. I was no, gonna I like get... the idea of taking their food. Why do you want to take Freddie it from and Harry? You want to take there's from plenty Freddie Coleman? I don't understand why you want to take it from Harry. That would be funny. You to take from Harry Douglas? Harry sits Not down me. to eat and we just pick it up and go. I wouldn't do that if I were you. That's a bad move. Mm. All right. It's a bad move. We're not going to back you up on that You got to know your personnel, F. KYP, I know. You got to know your personnel, man. I just don't think that's a good idea. I know. He's the best to try to take his food. So a couple of things here. So yesterday... I said that I didn't think that Brock Purdy had anything to prove because I think that we unintentionally still lean into him as Mr. Irrelevant, and Mr. Irrelevant is the quarterback of a team that went to or is going to a Super Bowl. So I made that statement, and uh, Carlin and Joe, Carlin versus Joe, noon until 3 Eastern time, had some fun with that yesterday. It's what we were talking about earlier with Andy Reid and Mahomes. Those two things go hand in hand. A coach in a place to help a guy be successful as opposed to somebody being set up to fail and a player with a lot of talent that gets matched up with a coach who can maximize it. That's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. So, Evan, to your point, (laughs) allow me to just directly address you. You're lost. You had no idea what you're talking about there. There's plenty of pressure on Brock Purdy. And just pay attention. How about that? It'll be nice to see you, though, tomorrow. I know you guys are all coming up. It'll be great to see you. We'll see him in person. And I'll tell it to his face. You are lost. (laughs) You really need to look at how you evaluate players. I hope he wears the denim jacket. Break it down. I'll hang up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) No denim jacket today. Is that for tomorrow? I did not. No, I wore it yesterday. So okay. I can't wear it well, twice you have in the multiple same week. Denim jackets, no, so. only one. I don't only one. That. I, I don't swear to God. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I've seen multiple denim no. jackets. Somebody who loves the I 90s saw the light one yesterday. I think jackets. there's a dark denim jacket too. No. Yeah, no. I, absolutely. Yeah. No, seriously. No, he's got the Canadian tuxedo in the closet somewhere. No. Absolutely. Yeah, no question. Oh, that's interesting. Should I do that? The jean on jean. That'd you be funny. Yeah, you already have it. So uh, I might as well wear it. Maybe one day. I don't have that. But here's the thing that I was thinking about. Explain to me, and maybe I'm misremembering. When Kurt Warner made it to the Super Bowl the first time with the Rams in yeah. St. Louis, uh-huh. you were there for that. Yeah. When Brady made it to the first time with, with New England, even when Nick Foles made it for the first time, or the only time, it felt like we were celebrating something that is just so ridiculous. Like, how crazy is it that these people that came from nowhere made it to the Super Bowl? It doesn't feel like anyone is actually celebrating Purdy. It feels like we're just tearing him down, and I don't know why. Because I, I think he's great, but I don't think he's Mahomes-level great, but, like, why don't we, like, Smalls, you love heartwarming good stories, right? Yeah, I think it's a great story. Okay, but are most people saying this is a great story or saying this guy can't play, I need to see more from him? It's probably 50-50, cozy-cozy, as we say in Italian, kind of in the middle there, so-so. But I 
I think that there are a lot of people that look at it as a heartwarming story, but then there's another subset of people that are saying he's surrounded by a lot of talent, and if he's supposed to be that guy that the 49ers are going to have to hitch their wagon to for the future um, and give him a big contract, they're going to have to financially invest in him, then we need to see him step up to that level. It's kind of the same thing with with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson to a much lesser degree because there's a bigger body of work on the two of them. Mm-hmm. He's still in prove it mode, yeah. just like they are. If you if you really want to be that guy and be in that conversation, regardless of where you were drafted, you're favored. You have so much talent around you. Go out there and get the job done. And because we haven't seen that so so far or haven't seen him necessarily be the number one player on his team, I think there's a lot of people that will continue to question him until it happens. Yeah, I guess that's the part that I hold on to, right? The fact that they're favored in this game. They are the favorites. They have been the favorites every single game mm-hmm. this year. Think about that. The favorites in every single game this year. They have by far and away looked like the most dominant team in the conference that they play in. There is pressure on Brock Purdy to deliver a championship because of the perception of the team that he has around him. But I'll also say two things can be true. Brock Purdy can be a great story. I think the part that rubs me the wrong way is when people jump out of the window and they conflate a great story with the player actually being great. You know how I feel about that word. Like greatness is reserved for a select few. Greatness is Patrick Mahomes. Greatness, we believe, is Lamar Jackson, who's on the eve of winning his second MVP. We believe. Greatness is Joe Burrow in year two taking the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. Greatness is what we've seen from Josh Allen in terms of his ability and be able to log total touchdowns being over 40 in multiple seasons. That's greatness to me. I I don't know that I see greatness from Brock Purdy just yet, and that's what I'm waiting for. And it just so happens that this is the moment that the opportunity presents itself. And I want to see what he does with it with the superior team. We all understand how good Patrick Mahomes is. And we know that that's the equalizer when it comes to this particular matchup. But Brock Purdy has a better roster. Can he go out there and make plays and not be at, not, not be at such a deficit with the quarterback productivity that costs his team the game? That's what I want to see. And that's where I think the pressure lies for Brock. Yeah, I, I guess the question becomes, is it a feel-good story or I'm sick of this story? You're somewhere in between. I think Smalls and I— I'm not sick of the I'm story. Of that's the, that, see, that's the thing. I am not sick of the story. I think Brock Purdy is a top-10 player at the quarterback position. All right, then definitely not sick of the but, story. But I, but I also acknowledge Brock Purdy is not a top-5 player on his team. That's fair. Yeah, but, but th- that's the reality of the situation. I don't understand why we have to be on one end of the spectrum or the other one. Brock Purdy is a good football player. If I say you're a top-10 quarterback in the league, that's a compliment. That's not a slight. I agree. But I also can acknowledge that there are other quarterbacks that are on a different level. And Brock Purdy, in order to gain more traction and to prove in my eyes that he's capable of ascending to those ranks, is going to have to go out there and show me against a guy that's on the greatest of all time trajectory in Patrick right. Mahomes. Right. I I do wonder, though, and we can open this up to people at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are people sick of the Brock Purdy story? It's, it's been the biggest conversation this, this week, right? I mean, I think we'd all agree on that. Because Mahomes, what are we debating are you greatest of all time or close to the greatest of all yeah. time? Like, thank you is the answer, right? You know what? I was thinking about something, though, because we were talking about the Jeff Saturday of it all and how he compared Brock Purdy doing for Kyle Shanahan what Patrick Mahomes yeah. did for Andy Reid. And I'm thinking it, it might be more like what's happened with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. 
in the sense that Bill mm-hmm. Belichick created a culture and created an environment to develop the quarterback, and then the quarterback then in turn wins him championships. Before Bill Belichick got to New England, he wasn't a winning head coach. Well, that coach you're talking about right there developed the system. He just wasn't. That he needed a quarterback to come in and run it for him. Yeah. Bernie Kosar wasn't that guy. Vinny Testaverde almost was the guy for him in in Cleveland. Drew Bledsoe wasn't that guy. Drew Bledsoe wasn't that that guy. guy. Exactly right. He developed the system that he needed the quarterback to perfect the system. Kyle Shanahan, we know, has had a system from his dad no doubt. forever. Yeah. For, and it's evolved, obviously, since then. He needs the perfect quarterback to run it for him. Purdy may be that guy. That doesn't mean he's even close to Mahomes. He may be the perfect guy to run this system that's been going on for 20 years in the NFL. And that's why I've been using the Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, compare and contrast. That's where I want to see the difference. Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl with Kyle. He was almost the perfect guy. Couldn't close the deal. I want to see if Brock can do it. Mm-hmm. I want to because I think if he does, then the debate is over. Brock Purdy is that guy. Right. He ends up being what Tom Brady was for Bill Belichick to Kyle Shanahan. Eight 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 say ESPN. Brock Purdy, feel good story or you're sick of the story. Plus, we got to get to this extra extra voice that the Chiefs have now brought in to try to help them for Sunday. And Canty's power rankings coming up next. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Canty's NFL Power Rankings. All right, CC, Smalls. Canty's Power Rankings, top five position groups heading into Super Bowl 58. Ah, uh, yes, we got that lovely football music ahead of the big game on Sunday. And, of course, keeping this theme pushing with the Power Rankings Super Bowl edition this week, we have the top five position groups in the Super Bowl. So we're going to kick this thing off with number five. Number five. The 49ers off-the-ball linebackers. It's two guys that you know very well, Fred Warner, who was a perennial All-Pro, and Dre Greenlaw. And those two combined make up the second-best off-the-ball linebacker tandem in the entire NFL, only second to C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams from the New York Jets. But these guys are absolutely phenomenal when it comes to being downhill in the running game or being able to scrape sideline to sideline. They got you covered. But what separates them, what makes them special, is their ability to carry those those routes in the middle of the field to the deep portion of the field. So when you're able to carry the seam route 30 or 40 yards as an off-the-ball linebacker, that provides your defensive coordinator with so much versatility in terms of the different 
plays that he can call, the different coverages that he can call with your base personnel package. So what Steve Wilkes has the luxury of doing is not having to take his two inside linebackers off the field in any given package, whether it's base, whether it's nickel. I mean, you can keep those guys on the field and you're not at a deficit in your pass coverage. That's what makes those two guys special. And I anticipate that those two guys are going to get real familiar with Travis Kelsey in this game. Real familiar. Next. Number four. Number four. We've got the Chiefs defensive backs. Mm -hmm. So the Chiefs secondary is the fourth best position group in the Super Bowl. In the playoffs, they have the second best opponent QBR, which is 45. It's unbelievable what they've been able to do. LeJarrius Sneed, Trent McDuffie, those two guys being able to lock down in man-to-man coverage gives Steve Spagnuolo a lot of different uh, uh, a lot of versatility when it comes to the different blitz packages that he can send at opposing quarterbacks. And I anticipate that we're going to see those guys locked up in man coverage early and often with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk because Steve Spagnuolo is going to give Brock Purdy a lot to think about. That's one of his calling cards as a defensive play caller. He's going to give you a lot to look at. Similar to what offenses do with script in the first 15, Steve Spagnuolo is going to do that defensively, give you a lot of different things to look at and force you to process. He plays defense, and he calls defense like he's on offense. He's going to be proactive, and those two corners give him the opportunity to do so because they can play a lot of different coverages. They can go man-to-man, and that allows him to send five and six players in the pass rush. So those two corners, that's secondary, the fourth-best position group in the Super Bowl. Next. Number three. The 49ers defensive line. And I get that Chase Young has underwhelmed to some degree and that they're hoping that he has a big game, but they're not depending on him having a big game. But you still got Nicky Bosa. You still got Eric Armstead. Those are guys that perennially are double-digit sack players. Javon Hargrave is a beast on the interior. This guy is a mountain of a man. That's why they paid over $80 million to sign him in free agency. He is a space eater. And then you've got Javon Kinlaw as a rotational defensive lineman. They have been maligned to some degree when it comes to stopping the run. As my old defensive line coach used to say, you got to earn the right to rush the passer, and that means stopping the runs on early downs and distances. You better believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to check them with Isaiah Pacheco early on because if they can avoid second and long, third and long, that's exactly what Andy Reid wants to do. It's going to be up to this defensive line to step up and stop the run, create negative plays in the run game early in the game in order for them to be able to heat up that pass rush because if you don't impact Pat Mahomes with the pass rush, you are in for a long, long day. Next. Number two. The 49ers skill position. The 49ers 49ers skill position players are absolutely unbelievable. I saw this stat yesterday, and it knocked me out of my chair. But the 49ers are the first team in NFL history with a running back, a tight end, and multiple wide receivers with each over 1,000 yards from scrimmage in the same season. Let me say that again. The 49ers skill position players. It's the first team in NFL history with a running back, a tight end, and multiple wide receivers all over 100 yards from scrimmage in the same season. And I'd argue their fullback is better than all of them as it compares to the other fullbacks in the NFL. Kyle Juszczyk, he might just be my former teammate. 
He's unbelievable. He can play anything. He played fullback. He's the add-on. He played fullback. Played shout out to his wife dominating in the clothing game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. So I mean, again, it's five guys on that offense that made an All-Pro team this year, and Debo Samuel has been an All-Pro in the past. He didn't make it this year. That that's that's six All-Pros. That's six perennial All-Pros on the offensive side of the ball around Brock Purdy. Like, 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 this is incredible. This is an incredible collection of talent that they've been able to assemble around Brock. And so the 49ers skill position players, the second best position group in the Super Bowl. But there can only be one. Number one. one. It's the Chiefs quarterback room. I was hoping you were going to say that. It's the Chiefs quarterback room. It's it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, (laughs) do I need to say any more than that? Nope. It's no, Patrick Mahomes. You're good. Here it is. All right, so that's the list, Smalls. We got the Chiefs quarterbacks room, number one. 49ers skill position players to follow. The 49ers defensive line checking in at three. Chiefs defensive backs checking in at four. And the 49ers off-the-ball linebackers at five. You're my accountability partner. Any objections, any omissions? Great list as always, CC. A little surprised there was no love for the special teams, for the kickers. <laughs> Are you surprised? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even. The special teams will be a big factor in this game, though. It will be a huge factor. Harrison Bucker, I mean, another great big game kicker. Mm-hmm. So you would have to give the edge, albeit slight when it comes to the special teams core, you would give the edge to Kansas City in the third phase of the game. When CC is breaking down, wait, wait, hold on. So far today, CC has agreed with a positive Brock Purdy take for all the haters out there, right? And now he's breaking down kickers. Just want to point that out. Um, I don't know what happens to you when we switch studios here, but hopefully you're all right. All right. A I like it. Thing about no, I like it. Too. Yeah. No, no response needed. Khalid in Virginia watching on ESPN2 wanting to chime in on Brock Purdy. Feel good story or sick of the story? What's up, Khalid? This is definitely a feel good story. It's definitely a feel good story. And I appreciate y'all taking my call. Um, I had an issue with what Kathy has said about. Uh, where he put, well, Joe Burrow is elite, but where he said Joe Burrow made it to the Super Bowl in the second year. Brock Purdy has done the exact same thing. and other But not with the, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> the context but, matters. Uh, the Bengals hadn't won a playoff but, game in 30 years. Yeah. But, that ain't the 49ers. But, uh, they was just, bro, yeah, that's, the not, 49ers was not, just in the Super Bowl. Been, <laughs> there's definitely there's been other quarterbacks that played in the system. C.J. Beathard. Nick Mullins and Trey Lance has all played in the system, and none of them were successful. Brock Purdy has done it in this system where other quarterbacks haven't. But Jimmy Garoppolo was in the system, and they went to the Super Bowl, and we see now Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback in New England. Is is he a good quarterback? He's he can't. Find, he couldn't he's find. Not, he's he average. couldn't find the field this year with the Raiders. They benched him for a rookie. Yeah, see, here's what happens, though. I think I want to go back to something that was said earlier by you that we we discussed, and that is the idea that maybe, just maybe, Kyle Shanahan, who's an elite coach, found the perfect guy to run his system, and as a result, their marriage together could be legendary in San Francisco. Yeah. Let's leave, like, not let's leave it at that, like we have nothing else to talk about. But I'm saying, <laughs> that is the the most fair and complimentary way of doing it. By the way, Andy Reid found the perfect guy to run his system. But those are the now, that guy can run any but, system. But here's yeah. the thing, and this Maybe is why anybody. I thought your take yesterday on Brock Purdy was so wild about him not having any pressure on him. Those are the stakes. Like, if he wins this— Is he the perfect guy or is he the next guy? If he wins this game, now we're looking at it like, okay, this could be 
you know, Kyle Shanahan's version of Tom Brady, you know, where Bill Belichick was able to develop with Tom Brady, a backup quarterback that worked his way through the, the ranks and ascended on the quarterback depth chart, got his opportunity due to an injury and balled out and never gave it back. Yeah, I think this, this circumstantially is, this is a, that's similar. This is a similar path of yeah. Brock Purdy. If he wins, but if he loses, then it's just another guy. It's another guy in the long line of guys that Kyle Shanahan has tried to make the guy. Mm-hmm. And it hadn't worked out in terms of the team having success at the highest level. And we acknowledge, based on the roster that they have, it's championship or bust. But that's where we differ. Those are the, those are the stakes to me. That's why there's pressure on Brock. That's where we differ. Because okay. you're going to the place, which maybe you'll be right. Let's see what happens Sunday. You're going to the place of, see, he's just like Garoppolo. And I've, I've gone to the place of, no, no, I think he's graduated past Garoppolo. He's going to be there long term, regardless of result on Sunday. But if you think he graduated past that term, then you should think that he has pressure on him. Because if he's going to be that guy for a long time, this is going to be something we circle back to. If he's graduated past Garoppolo and he has a better team than the 49ers had back in 2019, then he should win the game. But he's yes. facing a better opponent. I think the Chiefs are better now. No, I disagree. Because I think they're I, I more developed think, no, as winners and have I, been I there, done that, and I think their defense is significantly better. I, I, I don't know. I mean, the defensive part you might be right on, but I don't think the team overall is as better. This is as vulnerable a Kansas City Chiefs team as we've ever seen. Hello. Yeah, like uh, that's the part. We're having this revisionist history about what the Chiefs were throughout the regular season. The regular season matters. Like We can't say the regular season matters until it doesn't suit our argument when we talk about what we expect in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They, just- they, 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 they lost – to the Green Bay Packers. They lost to the Buffalo Bills. They lost to the Detroit Lions. Like they 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 lost to the Philadelphia Eagles when they shouldn't have lost. Like we we keep talking about it. they lost to the Raiders on Christmas Day. Well, there is something got, different they though now. They got embarrassed at home. The Chiefs have a different team right now. They've added one piece. We'll tell you who that is coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. While they're on the pedestal, Kansas City defending Super Bowl champs heading into Super Bowl 58 this weekend. We talk about the idea that, hey, they're the same team in the regular season. We can't forget that. Well... Yes and no, because um, there's somebody they have brought back. Mm. I don't know if it's in an official capacity, but Eric Bieniemy, their longtime offensive coordinator, Andy Reid's right-hand guy forever, and Mahomes' ride or die, was with Washington this year, basically had the year of, oh, you don't think I do anything with Kansas City, which is obviously incorrect. Let me go show you in Washington. 
that didn't go well Mm-mm. in any way, shape, or form. Not as expected. So Kansas City's like, all right, well, you're available. Come on back. And Andy Reid discussed Eric Bieniemy talking to the team before the AFC title game. He actually came in and talked to our team um, before our last game. So he uh, uh, talked to the offensive guys and hung out with us uh, in our meetings. So I have had a chance to talk to him. And he's, he's still up for a couple jobs. What do you think his future is in coaching? And would there be a spot on your staff if it doesn't work out for him somewhere else? I can't answer the last part because I've... I have no spot right now. Um, I, I would tell you, I think his coaching future is great. I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of his, and I know the things that he, he can do. Yeah. This was obvious, was it? Adam Schefter the other day when he came on with us said, I think Eric Panamese is going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. This this feels like this an example that Smalls hates because he doesn't she doesn't like this guy because of the St. Louis days. This is McDaniels with New England. He's going to go somewhere else. If it doesn't work out, he's always going to come back. No, yeah. but the difference is, is McDaniel's got head coaching yes. opportunities. Yes, that's yes. the difference. And Biennemi, see, here's the problem. Biennemi's time in Kansas City warrants head coaching opportunity. Biennemi's time in Washington does not. If we're going to be fair about this. Yeah, but it's the curious case of Eric Biennemi, though, right? Because the, his two predecessors, Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson, went on to get head coaching jobs, and what Andy Reid's influence on the offense was didn't necessarily matter when it came to their head coaching candidacy. So one is left to wonder, well, why hasn't Eric Bieniemy been able to land one of these gigs? Mm-hmm. And what is it about his personality? What is it about his demeanor? Is it the NFL being biased because of his race? Like nobody can answer that question. But what I will say is this: Andy Reid is starting to become coaching rehab for the NFL, similar to what Nick Saban was in the college football ranks. Right? Yeah. Like if you're a failed head coach. Go on back to Alabama and, and let him love on you, have some success. Get compete, your mind right. Compete for championships, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're going to go back out there as one of the hottest candidates. I mean, how many different coaches have we seen that with? Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian. Like, it just happens There was a guy there over. this year. That, no, sorry to interrupt, but there was a guy this year nobody knew was there. Do you know Ken Wisenhunt was on the Alabama staff this year? <laughs> and you know what the key is, by the way? When Andy Reid says he has no spots available, the key with the Saban thing was always other people are still paying him. So, like, oh, I'll bring you in as an intern. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I won 100 well, games in college. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, an intern? Se- senior consultant, whatever it is. Like, just come, Broadcaster. Come, yeah, come on in. We'll love, on, we'll love on you a little bit. Let a little bit of this championship culture rub back on you. And then we'll send you back out there. That's what happens. I mean, that, that's what it feels like it's setting up for in Kansas City. Like, they're not going to make a move right now because they're trying to win a Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, in the offseason, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a reunion. Can and it be- doesn't matter if there are any spots. So Andy Reid will make a spot. He'll for find him. a way. Like the Chiefs organization ain't hurting for money. They'll 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 hide, they'll they'll create a new coaching position or a new senior assistant or senior consultant position, and they'll hire Eric Bieniemy. Travis Kelsey called the man a father figure in the NFL. Well, let's take a listen to that cut from the star tight end from Kansas City. Eb was a was a special coach here for uh, for a long long time, man, and I um. He's like, a, he's like my uncle or a, a father figure in the football world for me. And um, everybody knows how fired up he can get. And I, I definitely share that same passion to, to come into work every single day and to play this game. And um, One of my favorite coaches of all time. So I think uh, the biggest thing that, that we could take away from who he was as a, as a player, as a, as a coach, is just his passion and his desire to, to be ready for every single uh, scenario out there on the field. His, his football awareness and his understanding of the game – um, was second to none when it comes to football, and uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for him uh, coming in, up in, in his uh, near coaching career. But um, I think uh, who he is as a person is always going to go with me in life. So I think that if you look at what's going on here, you brought up the obvious hypothetical of maybe why he's not a head coach, CC. but I think there's something else here. I really do. I think the coach in, the, in football that is fiery, intense, strict, and disciplined – and not as collaborative, let's say, and that's the word that's being used as these other organizations are using, they're not getting jobs. There's no difference between – there's a difference in resume, but there's no difference in mentality between Biennemi and Vrabel. Everyone says Biennemi is going to get in Mahomes' face and say, you screwed up X, Y, and Z and not be afraid of him. Those guys are not getting jobs this hiring cycle, and I think that multiple teams are going to regret it. They want Mr. Nice Guy instead of the best coach. I'm not saying the enemy's the best coach. I think his mentality. Remember in the preseason, Ron Rivera had to come out and say he's a little rough on the players? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah your players stink. Well, the players were complaining about it, remember? Yeah, Mahomes didn't complain. Kelsey no. didn't complain. Those two may go down one day as the greatest ever at their positions, and they love this guy. Well, they probably miss him because if you have EB in the building, no guarantees, but you're probably not going to have wide receivers lining up offsides <laughs> as often as they were this year. And it was multiple guys. It was MVS, it was Kadarius Tony, like equal opportunists. And then they led the league in drops from the wide receiver position. Yeah. I mean, they had 38 drops from their wide receivers. How are you going to win in the NFL like that? You can't. And so that's why Eric Bieniemy might have been good in terms of being able to have that balance, that dichotomy, good cop, bad cop, Andy Reid the good cop, mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy the bad cop. You know, after he chews you out, you have Andy Reid to come love on you, but the results lead to a team that is sharpened and ready to compete against anyone on any given week. And so they were missing a little bit of that. And that's why I think they all referenced that Raiders game as a wake-up call. And that really was the turning point in their entire season. But to me, it's surprising to hear that somebody that was coaching on another staff this year was actually allowed to address the team. But it just shows you the affinity, the affection that those people in Kansas City have for Eric Bieniemy, which is why there's probably going to be a reunion. But to your point about comparing Bieniemy and Mike Vrabel, I think you're on to something, but I don't think it's about their approach with the players. I think it's about their approach with people in the organization. Front office members, mm. ownership, when it comes to making football decisions, that same fiery personality that they have with the players, they probably bring that to the front office people and ownership. And it's not a surprise because they were once player themse- players themselves and they had the passion for the game in that way. I hope football does not go to the way of fence smalls of baseball in that you want people with the, only in the front office running the team. Like, hey, we want people that are going to just listen to us that are going to be on the sidelines or we're going to really run the team. Because if you want to do that, just coach the team. Coach the damn team. There's room for both. You can have a general manager that's great and a coach that's great. You can have them work side by side. It's just ridiculous that you want a coach that's not going to say to you, nah, I don't know about that. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.